Hello world, and welcome to Take a Dump. I'm your host, Jenny Tran. I'm a music educator and singer-songwriter who also loves advocating heavily for mental health. In this podcast, I'll be telling stories about my life-changing struggles with anxiety and how my healing process is going in efforts to show that no one's ever alone in the struggle of coping and healing. And since anxiety oftentimes rides alongside gastrointestinal issues, sorry for everyone in the middle of a meal, I thought of mental health the same way. You'll feel a lot better when you speak your truth and let out anything that had been festering inside your soul. Or whole. (laughs) If this intrigues you, hop on. Get your Miralax and tissue box ready because it's going to be a bumpy ride, pal. Hello world, welcome to episode 5 of Take a Dump. This is the third time that I'm recording this exact episode because the first time I was kind of in a rush. I had to private teach just 15 minutes before I hit record. So I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to speed run this, no problem. Did not work out. I felt like I was being rushed, therefore I didn't go into complete detail of the topics that I wanted to get into detail to. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to record it after. And then I recorded after, it was a great run, but fucking it just decided to, it, meaning my computer, just decided to crash. So here we are, third time. They say third time's a charm, so we'll see how it goes. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about body image issues. This is kind of a topic that's near and dear to my heart. I mean, have I said that the past few episodes now? But this, this topic right here, I feel like matters a lot to me and matters a lot to other people as well. So I'm going to go ahead and get right into that. So the other day, the other day in question being, I think April of this year, I decided to declutter my closet. Ooh, let me go ahead and silence my phone really quick. So as I was saying, I was decluttering my closet and because it was springtime and I was just thinking, you know what, I have way too many clothes. It's hard for me to find things these days. Let me go ahead and just purge. I purged about three bags or rather I filled up about three bags worth of clothes, decided to donate them. So now my closet feels a lot more light. And as I was sorting through the clothes, I was more so evaluating each item, every single item, and asking myself, am I gonna see myself wearing this within five years? And do I genuinely like it? So I decided to keep certain pieces that I need to keep for work um, because I'm a teacher, I, 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 I should dress in a way that's presentable, so I keep those. And then for the other stuff, my casual stuff, say if, you know, I wanted to dress a certain way outside of work, I have that option as well. And I've been revisiting an idea my entire life of, you know what, I do have a little bit of a desire to dress a bit more revealing. But for a long time, I've done a lot of reflecting and I realized that the reason why I haven't dressed revealing was because of certain things that were taught to me. 
For a while, I was wondering, why do I feel self-conscious about it? Oh, because of those belief systems. So we'll get into it. Um, I believe I started having body issues around nine years old, which is a very shocking age to have. I'm like, who the fuck needs to, you know, be so self-conscious about their body at nine years old? Well, I'll tell you how. So my mom, I don't know what it was, but you know, just being around your parents, you end up learning things. And for my mom, she was very, she might've been very well self-conscious of her body. And even though she means well, you know, mom, I feel like I'm gonna put you on blast this entire episode, but you know what, it has to be done. So, um, yeah, I feel like my mom, she herself had always had bodily, not bodily issues, body issues her, her entire existence. And I guess she protect, or I guess she projected those exact insecurities onto me, which that was really bad, like at nine years old. Um, yeah, so, you know, in turn, in turn, I didn't feel as great in the clothes that I was wearing at nine years old. And so I would project that same insecurities onto my classmates, which was not right. And I think, I think about that. I look back at those experiences and I was so ashamed. I was like, well, damn, like, I really took that belief system to heart. And then I was, I was being a jackass to my classmates. And I know I was just a kid, but still, I still feel like incredibly guilty about those times. And I'm glad I'm not that person anymore. But it just goes to show how how kids are just impressionable and they just learn immediately what their parents believe or what their parents have taught them. I'm just having like grains of rice just like spewing out of my mouth. But yeah. Started at nine years old. Um, I remember another instance where it was my middle school culmination very early in the morning and I was getting ready for it. I had this brand new like little eyeshadow duo from New York Color. Mind you, this was 2008. (laughs) So like eyeshadow technology had not advanced then. It was just, it was just like a little really teeny tiny eyeshadow brush that looked like a fucking q-tip all right and then with this duo one shade was a darker shade that that was meant to be for your crease so that was like a navy blue color and then the other one is like a grayish brown no not grayish brown like grayish blue very light gray with a little bit of a blue tint i remember swiping the lighter color onto my lid I was like, ooh, it's so shiny. And then I went to get the uh, darker color for my crease, and then I was doing that as well. And even though it was a very, very bald look, I felt great for some strange reason. I'm like, oh, look, it brings out my eyes. But then my mom walked in on me getting ready. Um, She saw my face, and she thought that I looked absolutely ugly. And I was like, oh, well... That's great. And 
I remember her also not being too fond of my dress. I mean, it was kind of like a strapless, um, like tighter dress. And she just said that I just looked like fat and ugly and I need to wipe my face because I look like a clown and just, I remember being so torn down that day and I still have photos from that day and I didn't smile at all. I just felt so uncomfortable in my own skin and that was really sad to look at. And my last experience that I had or last big experience I had in terms of body issues that really just solidified my my insecurities that I had with myself was when I was getting ready to um, prepare for my college senior recital. And as you guys know, or may not know, I, I had... Um, or I have a degree in music education and I studied vocal studies, vocal and choral studies. And then part of my final for my voice lessons is to do a senior recital where I perform a bunch of songs within a cer certain criteria for an hour. So. That was what I was preparing for. I was preparing for my senior recital. It was going to be a big concert to kind of, you know, close everything out, get my degree. And my best friend, Devonay was having her recital at the exact same date. So just weeks before, we decided, hey, let's go dress shopping for it. So we went to Burlington and then we shopped for dresses and she picked out a really nice dress and I picked out two dresses because I wanted a little bit of a set change. Um, and then these two dresses, even though I was a little bit on a heavier side at the time, I think I was like 15 pounds heavier than I am now. When I tried those dresses on after finding them, I felt so, so beautiful and I felt like nobody can tell me anything I felt like the greatest little thing on earth and, it, and they were really nice dresses the uh, first one that I picked out was a floor-length dress that was like beige all around but it had navy blue lace over top and then the other one was kind of a knee-length dress that was a white background all the way through with black lace and so I, I, I still like lace. Things haven't changed. <laughs> I picked out those dresses, paid for them. And I remember being so, so happy to show them to my mom. My face was just full of glee. I'm like, you have to see me in these. And she looked a little skeptical at first. And um, she said, all right, well, go ahead and try them on. And so I tried them on. And then I was in front of her. I'm like, do you like it? Do you like it? And she straight up said no. <laughs> she hated them so much. And I was like, what? And then she said, you have to return them now. <laughs> and I remember, you know, wanting to save face. Because I'm like, she's my mom. And, you know, she could say whatever she wants. And it's that belief system that was instilled in me. Because... 
When I grew up, I grew up simultaneous, simultaneously in both Catholic culture and Vietnamese culture. And within both of those cultures, it's pretty much a non-negotiable thing to honor your father and your mother. So at the time, I thought my mom knew a lot better than me. And I was like, you know what? She might be right. But at the same time, I wanted to advocate for myself. And I remember feeling amazing in those dresses. And so once I was reminded of that fact, I verbally fought back. And I said, you're not gonna make me fucking return these dresses. I feel great in them. And if you have a problem with that, you don't need to show up to my recital. And I remember her being so taken aback. She's like, how, how can you talk to me like that? But in my head, I was thinking, how do you feel so comfortable bringing me down? You know, I'm your daughter. You, as, as a mom, you should uplift me. That is your damn job. Like, that's the bare minimum you have to do. And you're not even hitting the bare minimum. So I ended up performing in those dresses. And she showed up. But, um, you know, she, she wasn't too happy with it. And looking back, you know, I do congratulate myself in the aspect that I did stand up for myself even though it was really hard to and I remember like once she once she said I looked ugly I I don't know what it was but it was it was the inner critic oh you know the inner critic just as we talked about a few episodes ago it was the inner critic that was gnawing at me because the inner critic is the very voice that your caretakers have manufactured in your head I looked back at or I looked back at those photos and I thought well damn you know what maybe she's right like why did I even fight her on it <laughs> but now I know that that's not the case I a lot of people liked the way I looked and I'm grateful for that and she's only one person even though it, it hurts because she was the one person that I wanted approval from and I didn't get that. So to backtrack a bit, um, I remember once she was telling me that I needed to return those dresses, the day that that happened, I went on Facebook and I posted this status that said something along the lines of, Love yourself where you are now. Don't wait until you're skinny. Don't wait until you've reached other milestones in your life in order to justify you loving yourself. Like, you better do it now because if you keep waiting for those milestones, you'll just be left disappointed. Something along those lines. Uh, that was 2016, like May, no, June 2016. And the reason why I remember that Facebook status was because Facebook reminded me this year. <laughs> so I guess Facebook really wanted me to do this episode. And honestly, like, I'm grateful for that. I, you know, I'm like holding back tears a little bit because, you know, your, your, your mom is supposed to be the very person that, that like builds you up and all these things. And, you know, unfortunately, I didn't get that. And... 
as a result, I feel like that was the very reason why I had a hard time um, loving my body the way it is. Now that I'm living on my own, I'm starting to feel that the uh, critical lens that I had in my eyes whenever I look at myself in the mirror, it's starting to crack a bit and I'm starting to develop lens that would look at me in the mirror in a loving manner. And I appreciate that so much. Um, my midriff was the very place that I had um, self-conscious issues with. And so now I feel like I'm building more confidence in it by dressing a bit more revealing. And I feel like I'm going to move forward in that aspect. And then one thing that's a trip is that my body, the way I see it right now, like it's, it's, it's conventionally fine for lack of a better word you know like I'm like petite from top to bottom except for my chest area that's like <laughs> if any of you guys have ever seen me in person you know if you know you know you know like I'm like petite from top to bottom except for my chest area so like conventionally I'm all right and I guess that's another thing you know uh, Growing up with my mom, it was kind of a lose-lose situation because, you know, she would, you know, slut-shame me if my clothes were a bit too tight, even though it would just be a t-shirt that would just cover everything, she would still shame me for that. So naturally, I would resort to baggier clothing so that she wouldn't slut shame me anymore, but I would then be fat shamed <laughs> for appearing fat. Like, oh, this is not flattering on you. And in my head, I think, well, if I start wearing things that are flattering to me, then you're going to end up seeing what, what's on my chest, which inevitably is going to be there because it's huge. So what are you saying, you know? Like, I'm just surprised that right now I don't have body dysmorphia or something because I feel like I was very vulnerable to having something like that. And it makes me feel for people who do have body dysmorphia. Like, that fucking sucks. And it really doesn't help that we have a society that just completely curates everyone's bodies and media and just having these unrealistic diets and just a bunch of other bullshit that's just making us more and more sick. But yeah, that's, um, that's besides the point. And so, I guess to close this off, um, love yourself now. I guess we could revert back to that Facebook status. Love yourself now. You're far bigger than your body. You're, you have a much bigger heart. I feel like that's what matters more. Fuck how you look like on the outside. You're beautiful just the way you are. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Even if it's your family members, fuck them. Fuck them all. Because the truth of the matter is, human being to human being, like it's all about respect. 
And even if you have to reevaluate your relationship with your family members, well then, that's just the way they is. And, and that's just the way it is. And that's okay. You know? Think of me as your family member. You listen to me every week. You might as well think of me as one. <laughs> and I'd be more than happy to talk to you because, you know, I've gone through a lot of struggles and what I want more than ever is for is for people to find some sort of support wherever they need it. And if you need to find it in me, that's that's fine. I actually appreciate that. But, uh, yeah, long story short, I'm going to start dressing a bit more slutty. Well, outside of work, of course. As a way to help me heal this immense amount of trauma in regards to my body and my body image, I'm going to dress a bit more slutty because that's what my heart desires. And, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate you guys. I see the analytics now and it's starting to add up and I'm really, really happy about that. The six people that listen to my podcast every single week, the five to six people, I appreciate it. I've already told you in the first episode that I would even appreciate if I have one listener, I have fucking six. Like, the, the this is the very beginning and I'm very appreciative of anyone that like listens to me ramble on for 30 minutes at a time so you can find me at anchor.fm take a dump podcast we're on different platforms spotify apple music i don't know if we're on google Podcasts. i'm gonna have to check on that but we we are on amazon music and then you could also find the same podcast youtube.com Search up Take a Dump Podcast. I do need to upload the last two episodes before this one. Maybe this one as well once I get around to it. Um, I feel like I might build a little bit more confidence to talk in front of the microphone so that I might end up doing video. So we'll see about that. And you could find my music on all the streaming platforms. My name's Jenny Tran. You could find my profile picture. That's when you know that <laughs> you're in my music. And yeah. Wait, and then there's Twitter and then there's Instagram. You can find me, Jenny Tran Music. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>